Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, it's time for your San Jose Sharks. Sharks. Brought to you by Bankruptcy. (laughs) We will get to that. But opening day is tomorrow, dude. This weird 2021 season begins on January 14th. That's right. With we the Sharks on the road for the first six months of it, I guess. <laughs> well, that certainly is one question that we'll talk about tonight is how long do we think the Sharks will be playing outside of their home in San Jose? But, dude, the Sharks start tomorrow in Arizona versus Arizona. The opening day roster has been set, although Kevin Kurz implies that it is not actually the opening day roster. There'll be some shenanigans, I'm sure, as they move people back and forth between the taxi squad and the roster, but we know the players who are around. Uh, not a lot of surprises, I don't think, dude. Um, and, you know, the Evander Kane news. And the Sharks have brought back one of the players that they traded to Ottawa for Eric Carlson. That's right. So, Rudolph's Balsers. Bring him back, baby. Bring him back. Take that, Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like him? We like him still. Yeah. Bring him back. I'm sure they're crying in their soup over the... Bring him back. But uh, as is tradition, before any pandemic season and regular season, we do the Vegas draft where, for new listeners, Mike and I each take turns drafting teams who we think might win the Stanley Cup. Uh, The loser has to pay for the winner's trip to Vegas for themselves and their spouse. Dude, uh, when Tampa Bay won the Pandemic Cup, you received a year subscription to a cocktail-making club. Yep. So, uh, and, and the deal was I had to buy it for myself as well. So um, oddly enough, uh, almost about the same financial commitment uh, <laughs> for the trip. So, uh, dude, uh, that was uh, your riches for winning. So congratulations once again. Before we draft, dude, are we playing for Vegas? Sure, dude. We can always change the stakes later if we must. But, I think uh, we should play for Vegas. I'm feeling optimistic. Uh, and, uh, you know, dude, we've already gone to Vegas. We've gone to Vegas under many questionable circumstances in the past. Why change it? That's right. Live on the edge. That's right. Yeah. I think I might go the dartboard method this year, dude, because... Uh, okay. Yeah, I might as well, because I, I don't know what I'm doing. Who knows, okay. Who well, knows awesome. what they're well, doing? I want to remind you that the, the divisions are different. Yes, we Yes, have, of course, the divisions are different. Uh, you know, some different divisions here, and that one thing that I realized as I was doing some light research is that uh, once uh, there's four playoff teams per division, they play within division. And then once they make it to the final four, they are reseeded by regular season point. So okay. uh, you don't know who you'll have to face as you're coming out of the final four. So um, it, 
that part of this equation, which is usually a pretty important part of the equation, really is an unknown. So uh, that has us flying even more in the dark than we normally do. Now, dude, as the loser, I get the option of either picking first or letting you pick first, and I get the second and third picks. Yep. I'm not used to being in this position. I know you aren't. I'm very used to it. But... I'm going to pick first. Okay. Because I know exactly who you're going to pick. You're going to pick whatever, who everybody else is picking. Well, dude, I'm going to pick the team that I think is the best team. The Devils. And uh, even though I think they may have the toughest road to get to the cup final based on um, at least one team that they would have to go through along the way, but I'm taking the Colorado Avalanche. I think this is the year that they finally put it all together with their young talent and some of those guys who've been around for a long time. I'm going Colorado, dude. Uh, not shocking, dude. I think if I were in your position, I would probably also take Colorado. Um, yeah, the next two picks are not ones I'm excited to make. I mean, I have to take Tampa because they're still just as good. Stamco's barely played and they still won the cup. If he's healthy, they're even better. I, I mean, I, I can't even find an argument why Tampa is not one of the three best teams in the NHL. But this next one is difficult to choose. But... Oh, man... It is. It is. I'm not. I'm not happy with, with this because I don't. I guess <laughs> this is compelling radio. Isn't it great? It's so good. <laughs> you can tell how prepared I am. I'm. I'll take Vegas. That's a wise choice, dude. And and to be honest, with the next pick, if you had not taken Vegas, I was going to double down. And take Vegas. Like, I think that for me, Vegas or Colorado will come out and, you know, and then you you would assume that maybe they might be the top seed and get the weakest of the final four. So, uh, good picks, dude. Can't fault any of those selections. This is where it starts to get a little murky, I got to say. Uh, I've uh, yeah. Who's going to go to the East Division first, yeah, dude? I, I've agonized over this, and uh, I, I've I've made a decision. Okay. That that I, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Flyers. Wow. Okay. I I think that of those teams, that is the team that is trending the most in the right direction, whereas the other teams have you know some significant questions about them. Okay. So uh, I am going to take the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I'm also going to take a team that I had last year um, and that uh, I seem to have every year, but I just can't quit them, dude. Okay. I can't bring myself to quit them. I really don't have a ton of faith that they're going to do incredibly well but i'm going to take the toronto maple leafs because 
I want to see Joe Thornton win the cup. Yeah. And if he does, I want to be on the rooting side of that. Yeah, I was going to definitely take Toronto next if I had, if available, because partially for that reason. And one thing, I don't know if it can be how you quantify the desire for the Toronto Maple Leafs to win a cup for Joe Thornton. Because that's clearly going to be a rallying cry for that team, similar to, I think, how it was a rallying cry for the Sharks. Um, over the past few years, I think they're going to be very motivated, um, not only to prove themselves, but to win one for Jumbo. I know neither of us have a huge amount of faith in the way that the roster is built, but I think they might have the ability to put them over the top. Dude, I, I'm i a broken record too. I'm going to have to take the best, maybe the best uh, top line in hockey. I have to take the Boston Bruins here. Um, maybe Colorado has finally usurped that particular spot in terms of the top best line, but I'm not so sure about that. Um, it's getting a little weird here in terms of where things are at, but you know, I think, I think I'm going to take the Carolina hurricanes here. That's a good pick, dude. Uh, I say that because that would have been my next bet. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, um, with Boston, um, I'll be honest, I don't have a lot of interest in Boston this year, dude. Like, I think uh, they are about to encounter what I think the Sharks encountered last year, which is they've severely underestimated the loss of Zidane Chara on that team. Not just by his how he plays on the ice, but that is the first time that, that team has played without Zidane Chara in a decade. Yeah. And I think they're going to feel the loss of that in a major way. And they also let Tori Krug walk and they did not replace him. I think that there could be some real questions about Boston and uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. No question they have an elite top line. Carolina's goaltending is the big question there, right? But they always. always seem to be good enough, right? So um, there you have it. Dude, uh, next I am uh, I am going to uh, wind up the time machine. I'm going to uh, turn back the clock. We're going to go back to the future with a team here that has had a great run that I think might have a little bit more left in the tank, bringing in a new coach, bringing in Zidane Chara. I'm going to go Washington Capitals here, dude. I think the La Violette bump could be real. I think this team might have one more run in them before they all get a little bit too long in the tooth. I'm taking the Caps. Okay. Uh, the next team I'm going to take is, um, you know, I just because I think that there's a, a lot of uh, um, of craziness that can happen out here in the West, and I think that the bottom of the West is pretty bad. So I'm going to take the St. Louis Blues because I think they are a lock to be a playoff team. And then when it gets into that final three, uh, you know, St. Louis, Vegas, and Colorado, I think anything could happen. So I'm taking St. Louis. All right. Okay. Well, you know, certainly the lightning is 
the class of the Central, and then I like Carolina, but I'm not going to underestimate the Dallas Stars here. I'm going to take the Dallas Stars. Um, certainly, they overachieved last year, so you know they're they're still pretty good. I am very reluctant uh, to take a team I've taken several times before, so I don't think I will. Oh, come on, do it! I know you want to. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not taking Pittsburgh here. <laughs> I refuse. I absolutely refuse. <laughs> I don't know why. I just don't want to do it this year. I'm tired. Tired. Um, I'm I'm going off the board. I'm going to take the Newark Islanders. All right. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why they're good, and that that surprises and, and frightens me. And so maybe they got something there. All right. Well, I mean, uh, I, I cannot let uh, Pittsburgh fall any further than this just because uh, I, too, have serious reservations about this team. But if they are able to stay healthy, which is a huge but, given all the injury issues with Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, if they are healthy, they are as good as anybody. So uh, I will take Pittsburgh plus their general manager is completely nuts. And Jim Rutherford, he'll do anything. He'll swing for the fences if they're even close. So uh, I will take Pittsburgh. Um, and then the next team I'm going to take, I'm actually quite pleased that they're that they're still here, dude. Uh, I'm going to take a team that was incredibly scrappy in the bubble that I think in, in the Canadian division is a real dark horse. Uh, they almost beat Toronto tonight. I'm going to take the Montreal Canadiens. I right. think this this team uh, could surprise. And if Carey Price is on, they could beat Toronto in the playoffs and be the team that comes out of that Canadian division. I'm going Montreal. All right. Oh, man. Yeah, the... We don't have a lot of, well, let's see here. In terms of, I guess I got to take Nashville just because they're probably the best team left on the board. Not that I really necessarily believe in them that much, but I can't say I have a, a really warm, fuzzy feeling about the other teams left. Um, in terms of, I, I just, I can't take the Oilers here. I just can't. I, I almost want to, but I just, I can't do it. I just can't. I'm going to take the Rangers instead. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was kind of hoping I would get the Rangers that I might be able to get them a little bit later. Uh, that team uh, defense is a real question, but boy, do they have some real special offensive talent and a really strong goaltending tandem. They could really surprise uh, if their young talent kind of advances a little bit sooner than people might expect. I mean, they just had the number one pick, and the reviews on this guy are really good. Yeah, so, there's a lot of like energy and excitement around the Rangers, and you put them in New York, and like if COVID sort of recedes and things go back to the normal, I mean, this could like it could buoy the whole team. You know, this is a very exciting young team. That is sort of a boomer bust kind of situation. So I'm just taking a. Fl I wasn't going to say taking a flyer because they're actually the Rangers. I'm going to take a Ranger on them. Who you got, dude? Uh, 
I'm just I'm I'm going I'm going typical torts here. I'm going Columbus. This team, it's like COVID was made for torts, right? The uncertainty, the uh the grinderness of what this season will be like, the way he's gonna be able to motivate his team. Nobody believes in you yet again. You're dogs, you're the some of the earth. Yeah. You know, uh, I could just see them finding a way to get that fourth playoff spot and then just be a real pain to whoever it is that they draw, whether it is Carolina or Tampa Bay or Dallas. I think that would be no one would want to play them. They're very, very difficult, even though they don't have a lot of high end talent. Uh, dude, um, I- I'm, I'm going to, oh, man. Uh, I, I'm. <laughs> this is hard, really. It's yeah, it's getting rough say, now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Even though they lost Markstrom, it's it's the question is: Do you take the team that gained Markstrom or the team that lost Markstrom? And I, I'm, I'm more of a believer in Vancouver's young talent than I am in 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 uh, Calgary's, which has been together for a long time and it's just never worked out. I'm going to go Vancouver to think that they can get one of these playoff spots, even though uh, their goaltending is probably weaker. I think I believe in the core of their roster more. Yeah, I think I'm going to I'm going to Hoover up the Canadian division here. I I like Calgary actually. Um, I'm going to take Calgary and I'm going to take Edmonton because they've fallen this far. So not necessarily because I think they're going to win the cup, but. Those are two teams. I, Edmund, you know, the Flames always had a bad goaltending situation, and they, and at least allegedly they fixed it. So this is a team that we've liked for years, and then we got snake bit. And let's not forget they still have a lot of talent. So I I I think the Calgary Flames are no longer a sexy pick in the NHL because it seems like they should have proven something by now. But this might have fixed their major problem. We'll see. Um. Speaking of teams with major problems. Uh, <laughs> That's where we are now. The Florida Panthers have a major problem with the contract they gave Sergei Bobrovsky. I mean, it is a major problem, and I don't even think that he has played yet in training camp. But this team does have a lot of talent, and they have a world-class coach in Joel Quenville. Of the teams that are left... I think they have the most upside. I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers. I'm also going to take another team that I feel like I take all the time. But now I think maybe they might have – the sun might have shone on them just a bit when Taylor Hall went and signed a one-year contract with them. I'm going to go Buffalo. They're in a brutal division, but – they could surprise. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I I fall for this team every year. I don't know why. I'm going to take them again. I'm going to take this stupid Minnesota Wild. Who cares? Um, I'm going to take the Wild. I really don't like any of the teams that are left. But... Uh, man... Yeah, none of these teams are good. This makes me... Let's see. 
This makes me super... Yeah. Uh, God. I don't, I, don't like, I don't like any of my choices at the moment, but I will take the Winnipeg Jets. Indeed, there's no question that that's the best team that's left. I yeah. mean, like, that Winnipeg Jets, uh, you know, uh, respected hockey prognosticator that I follow gives them a 50% chance to make the playoffs, which is certainly more than one, two, three, four, five, six of the other teams we've picked. Yeah. Uh, I don't buy it personally. Um, but, uh, the, the bottom part of that Canadian division is sort of like slush. I mean, like it, it could fall a lot of different ways. So, uh, Winnipeg certainly is the best team that's left on the board. Uh, I'm. I think the team with the best young talent left is Arizona. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona. I'm also going to take uh, the. Oh God. I'm going to take the. Oh jeez! I don't know if I can bring myself to do it. Yeah. I'm. I'm going to take the Anaheim Ducks. Okay. I mean, I think of the bottom teams in the Pacific, in the West, they have a really young team, but they have the best goaltender. And even though he had a bad year last year, if he plays like he normally does, they could be the fourth team. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're we're definitely outside the playoff picture now. I, I'm, I'm going to make this short. I'm going to take the Blackhawks, um, and I will take... I will take the Devils because they're exciting. Not because they're good. All right. Uh, I will take the Ottawa Senators. And I will take the LA Kings, which leaves you with the final choice, which often means they are guaranteed <laughs> to make the playoffs. <laughs> Not Congratulations. this year. Congratulations. <laughs> it's happened multiple times. Congratulations, Detroit. We'll see you in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> That would be amazing. Truly right, dude, amazing. I think this is a this is a very balanced, good, good looking draft here. I have way too many Canadian teams, but other than that, I'm okay. All right. But uh yeah. So we will take it. You definitely got the best team on the board, dude. I think you probably made the right choice in picking number one overall, but it's not happened very many times where the number one team chosen in our hockey draft has won the Stanley Cup. Certainly Tampa Bay is one of the few times it's happened, but most times it has not. It is That's too, right, too easy That's in right. hockey and for I, other teams to rise. I think if we kind of quickly recap these divisions here, you know, the West and the East are elite. You know, I mean, you've got some... The East is, a, is, is muddy because you've got a bunch of really good teams out there, and it's going to be a, a, a dogfight, right, between Boston... You've got Washington, you've got Pittsburgh, you've got Philly, you've got both the New York teams and Buffalo. That's good. There's no, there's not a bad team right there, right? It's not a bad team. Am I forgetting a team? The Devils are kind of bad. Oh, Devils. Yeah, they're the punching bag, yeah. right? Of that, of that, uh, of that division. So you look at that and you look at the Canadian division, which, you know, for Canada, and this was something that I've heard a lot of talk about. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes because if it goes well, it may be a permanent thing. 
Like, I mean, like this is going to have Canada in a frenzy, right? Yeah. All their teams playing each other all the time. Like they're going to love it. Right. And for them and for the ratings in Canada, like this is going to be a very big deal. Um, so, uh, but there is not an elite team in that division. That's true. You know, uh, Toronto has a lot of problems. There's no team, you know, you put St. Louis in that division. They're the clear front runner, right? You put, um, you even put Carolina in that division. You might say they might be the front runner. Yep. Uh, so, uh, a lot of flaws, but a lot of fun, I think will be had watching that division. Yep. In terms of the central, I th- the lightning are still the class. Carolina's the next best. And then, um, I think it's not clear. It, it's un- it's unclear what happens after that. Um, certainly, I personally like the stars. You like the Blue Jackets more, but um, you know, there's there's other teams there with talent. Uh, you know, the the markets still like the Preds. Um, so and the Panthers are not that bad. So it's going to be interesting to see sort of the center of that division, like what what goes on in the two, three, four, five spots, because it's not at all clear right now uh, where that's going to land. And then you look at the West, and it's pretty clear, I think, who one, two, and three are in whatever order they land. But that fourth spot is entirely up for grabs, uh, where you have a, a group of teams that are going to be fighting out to be uh, Colorado's opponent, likely, in the first round. Yeah, And I think the Sharks are very much in the mix for that, for that spot. Now, you know, uh, uh, prognosticators would disagree. Um, it seems like they would favor Arizona. They would favor uh, Minnesota for uh, being more competitive for that spot. What are the keys for the Sharks this year? Because I'm about to sneeze. Gazuntite. <laughs> what are the keys for the Sharks to, which I think this is the goal, right? To be the fourth playoff team. What do they need to do to be that team? Well, <laughs> they need to play better. Now, uh, honestly, I think the the move is um, the the two the two big things that I see are one the Eric Carlson and Brent Burns. They're not going to play together, but those two guys need to play better. They need to be in the conversation for elite defensemen or even Norris Trophy candidates. They need to be in in there. They don't necessarily have to be the most dominating defenseman in the league, but they got to get get somewhere close. Those guys are earning a lot of money. They're going to eat a ton of minutes, and it's putting the Sharks in a difficult salary cap position. So those two guys have to do something, right? And somewhat related, we need to see Logan Couture lead this team into a place where they can all be pulling on the ra- the rope together, right? In in a recent Kurz article, he talked about how they have already sort of talked about how to be a good teammate, right? Which can make one sort of grimace and be encouraged at the same time. At least they're identifying what some major problems with this team were last year, and they have already taken affirmative steps to solve it, right? On the other hand, if you have to do that, it makes you wonder, especially with the Evander Kane business that has really turned out in the news and you know that's sort of i wouldn't put that in my top two priorities but certainly when you have a guy who is making seven million dollars a year and he declares bankruptcy this is a 
it's a difficult situation. I can't even imagine how embarrassing it must be for him personally. I mean, there's there's trash talk fodder for Vander Kane clearly for the rest of this season. Um, and the question is, can he sort of manage that situation and keep his head in the game uh, and be productive? Because Lord knows the Sharks really need him to be productive offensively because as we've talked about so many times, the bottom six of this team are very uncertain. Um, you know, Stefan Nason might be scratched. He might be playing. Ryan Donato's in the bottom six right now. John Leonard seems to found have found a second line spot. You know, there's a lot of fluidity in terms of the lineup, uh, especially the the bottom half of it. So we're going to need those guys to play well. What do you think, dude? It's how quickly the tide turns, dude, from where you see Joe Pavelski get leveled by Cody Eakin. There wasn't ever a discussion about how to be a good teammate in the final 10 minutes of that game, was there? That's right. And, but but and this is a team that was, you know, challenging in the playoffs, right? So this is a team that already had a lot of success. But of course, you, but this is a lot of the same guys. And like, you know, you, how quickly it's shifted from that moment to where they were operating as a cohesive unit where they were not going to let themselves loose. Like they were willing it to happen, right? After that first goal, Logan Couture, that's one. Right. Like, I mean, we need to see that sort of collective attitude because really for the first time in, I don't know, dude, that I can remember since, uh, since doing the podcast, the Sharks have no expectation. Nobody thinks they're going to be good. Everybody thinks they're going to suck. Everybody thinks they're going to be not just bad. One of the five worst teams in the NHL. Like that's what the label is on them right now, that they have gone from penthouse to big, stinky, awful outhouse. And if they have any pride, if they want to show the world that they're wrong, these guys better show up because the reality is they're not going anywhere. Right. I mean, like these guys, they are almost all on immovable deals they're stuck as a group together. They need to make it work. There's no reason why talent-wise they can't. They have the talent to be that fourth team and to be the team that nobody wants to play if they're all playing at the level they need to play at. I mean, and your point is right. I mean, Burns and Carlson, they, they need to be all-star level like they usually are. Right. That's what we're paying them for. That's what we expect. And that's what we need because we need them to contribute offensively. It seems like Bob Bugner is changing his scheme somewhat to let them be even more active, even more offensive. Hopefully we won't just see Burns bombing away from the point, taking 8,000 shots, missing several of them and getting the others blocked. Um, you know, that's just not a high percentage scoring strategy. And Burns is much more skilled than that. He's much more deft than that. He doesn't need to just stand there and shoot. He's got one of the best snapshots in the game. I'll give him that. But it doesn't matter what your name is. That's not a high percentage scoring play. So let's get the high talent guys in a good scoring position. You know, Take the center of the ice. Mario Ferraro will back you up. That's what Mario Ferraro is going to do. He's going to right. you know, right. hold down the back end. I mean, there are other obvious things that we can cover, things that we've been talking about really for the last 18 months. The Sharks' goaltending is a major, major concern still. Uh, Devin Dubnik, by all accounts, did not have a good camp. 
Uh, we got lit up for seven goals in the scrimmage. Uh, now, I mean, we're not watching it, and there's no real detailed explanation of what happened. I don't know what happened. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe none of the other guys even stepped on the ice for 30 minutes. Who knows? But, I mean, that's not good, and they're relying on him to push a guy who has been not good for the last couple seasons. Yep. So, um, you know, if Dubnik is bad, that's not going to motivate Jones to be better, right, in order to – I'm not that the guy needs motivation. He's a pro. I'm sure he is is not happy with where he is in his career, right? But he his best season was when he was being pushed by somebody who was playing well and could take his playing time. We need to see that from this goaltending duo. The depth on the Sharks roster, when I look at their opening day roster here, and you see some of the folks who have made it, it, it concerns me, Right. Not that I'm, I question the choices. I question that there weren't other choices. Like, these are the choices here. Yeah. Uh, these are the guys that the Sharks are going to war with. Uh, you know, there are not any uh, established NHL veterans on the taxi squad or as a scratch. Like, all of those guys have minimal to no NHL experience, which isn't usually a recipe for success on a playoff team. That's true. That's true. But it, it does provide a different character to the team, right? It, this is this is now, as you said, in, in some of those ways, if the Sharks can somehow embrace this scrappy upstart, you know, the veteran, the high-paid veterans aside, clearly we're going to need guys like Ryan Donato and John Leonard and Noah Gregor to pull their weight. And if that becomes the story of the team, then they have a real chance for success here. I hope you're right. Um, by all accounts, Noah Gregor and John Leonard will be in the starting lineup tomorrow. Um, the forward who comes out, I don't know if it's Gambrell. I don't know if it's Nathan. Um, I'm not sure what happens there. Uh, you know, I think both of those guys would have to go through waivers to uh, to go to the taxi squad, which maybe isn't something that the Sharks are are really excited about risking because then you're talking about taking two guys with NHL experience who you might want to have as a reserve and risking losing them. Now, is their stock relatively high around the NHL? I don't know about that. You know, I mean, but... Uh, you know, Gambrell still is a young player. Nason proved last year that he could make an impact as a as a, a fourth line winger, right? So, um, I, I'm 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 hopeful, dude. I, I want to see Leonard do great. Uh, it seems like he'll be playing on the second line. Love to see Noah Gregor really excel as the young third line center that we really need. I I, I want that to be what happens here. Um, I'm just, I'm skeptical. I'll admit it. I'm skeptical because the Sharks haven't had a young player come in and show that they're ready and also be given the opportunity to grow through mistakes, you know, past, you know, uh, DeBoer would just, they would just be gone, you know, before they could grow through any sort of errors. And I don't know what Bugner's take on that is going to be. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a fair question. Yeah, there's 
Certainly, this team can go one of two ways. You know, it could definitely go uh, deep into the tank again. Uh, you know, certainly if the goaltending problems remain, uh, if the Sharks can't sort of find another way to be competitive, and then may, who knows if you know locker room issues s- spring up again because of that. I mean, there's nothing that makes a locker room worse than losing a lot, right? Nobody ever says, "Oh yeah, it's a." You know, it's like if a team is winning, it's very rare to have a bad locker room when the team's doing great. And there's nothing that can drive a room apart more than losing a lot. So the question is, is I hope it doesn't snowball in that regard as it seemed to have snowballed last year. I think it is absolutely critical that they win tomorrow. Like, I I really do. And I hate to put that much stock in the first game, especially for a team that hasn't played a, a real game in 10 months yeah, and they didn't have a single preseason game. I hate to put that much stock in it, but I'm gonna, because you know, it's a podcast, right? Yeah. I really do believe that. I mean, if they go out there tomorrow and Jones is just a total sieve and they lose to Arizona five to two, I'm not sure how they don't just all sit there and go, here we go again. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, you want you, know, you want a great. Again, here's a great. Stat. I don't know that they're going to have the patience to look around the room and go like, "That's okay, we'll get them tomorrow." Because I I, I just don't know that that would be the mood, yeah. right? It would be very difficult to to get maximum buy in. They need to win tomorrow. They need to play well tomorrow. Uh, we need. To, I, I'm. I can't wait to watch. I hope they're going to come out hungry. And ticked off. Dude, I, I have an even smaller goal. I just want Jones not to give up a goal on the first shot. <laughs> he has started five season openers, and four of them he gave up a goal on the first shot. Can you believe that? I read that today. How amazing. That's wild. Is, how amazing is that? I will consider that's, it a significant victory if he does not give up a goal on the first shot. <laughs> that's crazy. I did not realize that. Well, Love you that. know, uh, Small victories, I guess. <laughs> I guess I think that's how we're going to have to measure this team, honestly. I mean, how concerned are you about Radim Shimek, dude? Oh, very concerned. I mean, he had surgery two years ago. Like, this is not good. This is very, very not good. And despite people saying, oh, there's no evidence of long-term damage, if you have severe pain in your knee and you're a professional athlete and you're in your 20s and you can't even play, that's not good. That's not, I mean, that's in a way, that's almost like worse than Hurdle's situation. Hurdle's had both of his knees basically regenerated from scratch, and yet he's fine. He's in the lineup. Like, if, your knee, if you can't even get in the lineup this far out, oh, man, that, that does not look good for the Sharks. No, I'm not it optimistic. No, and they certainly are relying on him to be, you know, I mean, we, we remember the stats from the previous years, and when he plays, they play well. Like, I mean, like he... He, it's that lack of depth, the lack of coverage. And, you know, you look to, um, you know, you look to Middleton, you look to Knizov. I don't even know. Knizov. Knizov. Like you look to uh, the, the guy that they signed and I can't even remember what his name is, dude. The guy they signed who played for uh, New Jersey at the end of the year last year. (laughs) I I don't even remember his name. Like I couldn't believe. Clayson? Yeah, Clawson, Clayson. I couldn't believe that that was who they picked, given the fact that 
he he's not even going to be here for like two weeks because of immigration and quarantine issues. This was the guy that they decided to help with 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 NHL depth. He can't even come. Like, you know, I mean, there must have been other guys who were going to be more available. And there certainly are better guys who are available, guys who were waived. Like, uh, like, um, sorry, Lucas Spisa was waived. Yeah. That guy's not, he's not terrible. No. I mean, that guy is an NHL veteran. The Sharks couldn't have used him on yeah, the. I don't understand this the, guy. As, no. as the sixth defenseman? Like, that's what, why? Yeah, I don't understand who this Clayson guy is or Clawson because you read his resume, it's like it's a horror show. I mean, it's like three different teams got him and they like immediately or quite quickly waived him and released him. It's like three NHL teams have all said, "Yeah, this guy looks pretty good," and then they're like, "No, he doesn't." I'm like, "Well, wow. the thing that's concerning is that I mean, there have been players going through waivers." And these guys could have been claimed and then, I believe, could have come because they've been in the COVID protocol and in camp. They could have come straight to Sharks camp because they were coming from someone else's team. And there were guys, I mean, there were there was a, a player who got waived. I think, um, I can't remember what team waived him, but he was part, he played on the Capitals Cup team. Yeah. He played and he got waived and this guy, and he's a young guy. And they they could have had him. I just don't understand. Like when I see a move like that, that's happening now. When you're clearly bringing this player in to address the Shimmick depth problem, right? You 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 signed a guy who can't even play. Like no time soon. Like that's uh, strange to me. I, I didn't get that. But, yeah, yeah. It's very. It's you know. I guess it shows the amount of free time I have that I'm I'm spending that much time thinking about it. <laughs> Dude, what are your predictions for the Sharks this year? Dude, I wish I were as optimistic as you, but I I feel like too many things have to break right. I am not optimistic that the Sharks can make the playoffs. However, as you said, the Sharks have not played a single game in 10 months. There's been a lot of opportunity for players to heal for different Patterns to emerge. This is obviously a very non-standard NHL season, and you will see some teams be buoyed by it and other teams sink because of it. And we have no idea yet if the Sharks, which camp the Sharks will be in. Maybe being all together, not in San Jose, will help this team, right? Maybe it will build team cohesion. Who knows? I, I have no clue, but you're right. I do agree that the first quarter of the season is absolutely critical. If the Sharks get off on the wrong foot, it could really get out of hand. I'm going to say, dude, I, I do. I, I just, I look at this team on paper. I just, I cannot believe that they again will be a bottom feeder in the NHL. I just, I can't, if they are healthy, which is a huge question mark, right? Because there are some significant injury concerns on this roster. If they are healthy, they should not be bad. They shouldn't be bad. I think the Sharks will be the fourth playoff team uh, in in the West. Uh, and, and this is my hope. I hope that that's what it is. But if they are not, I hope that they are not just near misses. I hope they're awful. Because 
Um, they either need to be awful and there needs to be a complete reboot of the front office coaching staff and roster, or they need to make the playoffs. There can't be an in-between to that because otherwise we're going to be stuck in this, you know, uh, time warp. It's yeah. going to be, it, that would be the worst thing to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. We don't picking, want this. Sh- yeah. Picking number 18 again or something. Picking, you know, I mean, would we be, even if you're picking like picking 12th, you just missed the playoffs. Oh, it's something to build on. It's not something to build on. This is a veteran, like laden team. Like, you know, that yeah. was, was, was in a couple injuries away from going to the Stanley cup final again. You know, they, they were that close. So this team is not as talented as that team, but uh, I do think there's so much high-end talent here. I'm going to be optimistic, dude, even though 2021 has been super weird already to start. Why not make it weirder? Let's make it weirder. Sharks make the playoffs. Maybe they'll be in first place. Who knows? It's impossible to predict what's going to happen. All I know, what I can predict is I'm going to be watching the game tomorrow. Me too. I'm going to be texting with you throughout it's going to be very exciting. Go Sharks. Go NHL. Here's to a healthy, safe season with as few bumps as possible. And I can't wait for it to get started. Me too, dude. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.